Hello, this is Maurice Jackson. Before we present today's interview, I'd like to remind our listening audience that I'm a licensed broker to sell precious metals through Miles Franklin, where we have unlimited options to expand your precious metals portfolio. Stay tuned to the end of our interview for contact details, and I look forward to the opportunity to speak with you. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson, and joining me live at the Sprott Natural Resource Symposium is Mickey Folk, the mercenary geologist. Mr. Folk, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks a lot, Maurice. Always my pleasure, and that is quite the colorful bow tie you have on right now. I wish, I wish listeners could see this. Unfortunately, this is an audio interview, but we're always proud to have you on our show because the insights, market insights in particular that you provide us, are quite remarkable. And I want to get your thoughts right now because we're at the, the, the Natural Resource Symposium and we're seeing some precious metal price moves, in particular in gold. Everyone here is discussing, is 1400 the new floor or is it a head fake? And what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm... I'm being increasingly convinced it's a floor because no matter what the U.S. dollar seems to do, I mean, U.S. dollars up 150 points or more over the last month or so. And despite its perturbations on a daily basis, gold's hanging in there. Hasn't even gotten close to uh, breaching 1400 for quite some time. So, um, it was a bit iffy, so there's certainly resistance uh, on the downside in the 1385 range. Uh, what's the resistance on the upside? Well, probably 1450, and we're pushing that this morning. We so, certainly are. Uh, you know, we, we keep establishing new six-year highs, and it was six years ago since gold even approached these sorts of values. So. Uh, you know, as a geologist, exploration geologist, you have to have a, a, an eternally optimistic side, so maybe that's coming out, but it's looking better. If we can get through uh, to Labor Day and then through the return of everybody to the market, let's say by uh, the Precious Metals Summit in Beaver Creek, Colorado in late September, if we can get through that, then... Uh, uh, I think it could be onward and upward for gold because then you have seasonal factors coming into the equation, Indian wedding and festival season yes, specifically, yes. and then the love trade which comes into the Western world uh, those two or three weeks before Christmas where we all tend to buy our <laughs> loved ones, <laughs> our loved ones uh, uh, gold bearing bling. Now, I don't know if my wife would agree with that, but honey, I will get you something this year. <laughs> Mickey, how about uh, silver? Any thoughts on silver? Well, silver is lagging behind, and the gold-silver ratio is starting, is starting to go down, but a month ago it was well above 92, and, and that is extremely rare territory. I think about 2% of the time since Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1970 as the gold-silver ratio been that high. It's about 87 right now. Uh, you noticed overnight or yesterday when gold popped a little bit or even uh, this morning when it's kind of gone another leg up, um, silver hasn't participated in this last little run here. 
So. And I know you're not the biggest fan of silver, if I'm not mistaken, but would you actively be buying silver right now? Well, if I had a choice of buying uh, gold or silver right now, I'd be buying silver because it's undervalued with respect to gold. That ratio, the mean, the median and the average are both about 55 to 56. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that ratio will come into play at some point again. So the idea, if you buy silver now, when that ratio normalizes, uh, then you trade in your silver for your gold. Um, the other thing that's going on right now is numismatic gold coins are yes. selling at, at not much uh, over the markup for for a, a, a current a bullion, coin, yes. a bullion coin from a government, so um, I actually picked up a couple of numismatics yesterday. So I've already got the bling for my girlfriend. <laughs> I have as well. I, and I tend to personally, I tend to favor on the numismatic, and and this goes with the the, the bigger more expensive precious metals, even with platinum. I like the visibility, so I don't usually go for the one ounce. Me personally, I like the half ounce and one tenth. Which the one tenth actually leads to my next uh, question for you, and that is platinum. What do you thought some platinum? Well, I bought some platinum back in January, I think, uh, when it went below eight hundred. So it's now made triple bottoms below eight hundred uh, in the last year. So triple bottom is is uh, the chartist will tell you ah that's when you want to buy so uh, um, and when it made its last uh, little foray under 800 was month or five weeks ago if memory serves and uh, and now it's at uh, 850 again uh, so that's another buy uh, platinum is is good time to buy platinum um, Palladium dropped a yes. hundred bucks. It did overnight. So uh, or yesterday, um, and I think that was must solely be due to a bunch of longs got shaken out of the market when Trump put those additional tariffs on. Because plat uh, palladium is a, an industrial metal. It's not a precious metal. So uh, yeah. So it lost. Dropped like a rocket yesterday. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you because my email box would be inundated with, why didn't you ask Mickey, what's he going to buy, silver or platinum? Of the two, which one would you prefer to buy? Oh, I don't know. I, uh, I just buy uh, silver coins kind of willy-nilly. I, I, you know, I bought my, uh, ba my bags, bags of junk silver in 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, buying silver, I just buy a few coins here and there but uh, I would if I was going to buy a significant amount of precious metals right now personally I like those uh, those platinum philharmonic coins some beautiful coins beautiful. and uh, just a little insight for those listening as well if you're looking at silver uh, which I get this question asked as well what has the lowest premium right now and the answer is junk silver Junk silver right now has those. I, I was unaware of that. So yes. that, it's always good to have a, a bag of junk silver around. Yeah, it certainly is. So junk silver, when, when silver is out of favor, most people don't realize this, it is junk silver has the lowest premium. When silver is in favor, it's uh, junk silver has the highest premium. Well, you should know as a dealer for our buddy <laughs> Miles Franklin. And, uh, buddies at Miles Franklin. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Let's switch the conversation. Let's go to base metals. What has your attention in base metals? Well, copper always does. Yes. And copper's got knocked down again on the trade tariffs, and and some of the copper companies are on sale right now. So, uh, um, 
The base metal complex overall looks, uh, from supply demand fundamental viewpoint, looks very bullish, but nothing's going to happen uh, in base metal complex. There's not much upside that's going to occur until something happens with China and the U.S., some, some positive resolution or, or something, some news that actually is of substance that indicates this is going to get better before it gets worse, and we haven't had that. So, um, so what do you say to someone who says uh, they're, that's, they're ecstatic about battery metals right there? They say, Mickey, you're crazy. We're going lithium. We're going electric. What do you have to say about that? Well, I'd say you can't go electric without copper. So if you want to look at a battery metal, electric metal, look at copper. Uh, the so-called battery metals, which would include lithium and cobalt and vanadium, uh, just when those prices go exponential, they go parabolic, and that's happened over the last year on all those metals. Lithium's lost 45% of its value uh, from uh, uh, 14 months ago. Yeah, yeah. Cobalt's less, lost 75% of its value in the last year, mm -hmm. and vanadium's lost 70% of its value since December. So, do you want to be involved with those metals? Uh, I don't know. If you're a speculator in the metals market, can't really trade them because they're right. with lithium vanadium those aren't traded with futures and options market on the world exchange uh, world exchanges cobalt is but it's such a very small market uh, you know that uh, would individual speculator want to get into those sorts of things I don't think so so then how can you play them well you can play them through the exploration or development companies but they tend to go exponential with the prices, with the prices, and they go screaming down the other side, and oftentimes never recover when the metals go down. I mean, these are parabolic spikes over the last year or so on all three of these metals. So, personally, I shy, I run, I run away from these things. If you're going to play any of these specialty metals, and that would include the rarers and the battery metals and you know, tungsten and antimony, it just goes on and on and on. Realize that those markets are mainly controlled by the Chinese, and if you're going to play any of those stocks, uh, do your due diligence early, get in early, and take your profits and get out. Because, uh, you know, there's, there's, let me give you an example. Uh, all the cobalt in the world, 60 plus percent, comes from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, cobalt, uh, well, that's cobalt. Uh, vanadium, there are three standalone vanadium mines in the world, and most of the vanadium is supplied by steel smelters. Uh, byproduct of uranium production, mm -hmm. byproduct from fly ash waste from uh, coal, coal burning power plants, and finally uh, residues from petroleum cracking. So what happened last year? Uh, all those uh, byproduct producers said, oh, vanadium's at, uh, at, at uh, whatever it was, uh, can't can't remember how high at $34 a pound for mm -hmm. vanadium pentoxide and uh, 
And what happened? Well, all those byproduct guys said, oh, we need to make more vanadium. They made more vanadium, they cratered the vanadium market. <laughs> Energy fuel starts recovering vanadium from mm -hmm. the White Mesa Mill. You know, so, so a standalone vanadium project in northern, northern or central Nevada in a black shale is not going to make it. Now, you and I have discussed uranium in previous interviews, and we oh, both yeah. love the value proposition of uranium. And one of the catalysts for it is Section 232. Uh, give us some of your insights on that. Well, Trump punted, and it really surprised the market because we thought that was going to have uh, uh, actions of substance, if you will, on June, July 14th, I mm -hmm. think, July 14th, 15th. And he kicked the can down the road 90 days. And the market was not expecting that. The market expected resolution. It run these uranium stocks, uranium producers, developers in the U.S. They'd run them up. They cratered them. So he has 90 days from uh, the mid-July, so that would be mid-November, to act on this. Um, so it's probably a good time to buy uranium stocks right now, specific uranium stocks, and, uh, and for a trade. If you were a betting man, how do you think the outcome's going to be? Well, I, I've already uh, gone on record with four scenarios I thought he could do to support the uranium mining industry, and they were all categorically wrong because he punted. So, uh, uh, you know, he could uh, put on subsidies, he could put on tariffs, he could uh, give tax credits, uh, a variety of things they can do to help the domestic uranium mining industry. Um, he could require quotas from uh, U.S. producers. Um, we'll just have to see. Interesting, interesting. And always, I, I love having this discussion with you because I learned so much from you. Mickey, if someone else wants to learn more from you, What's what they can learn? Uh, MercenaryGeologist.com is the website. We put on out something uh, on the order of four pieces of content, including this interview, on the website every week. Um, and you will get a notice on Sunday if you are a subscriber. Best thing about becoming a subscriber is it is free, so the price is right. <laughs> um, and we're very active on Twitter at MercenaryGeo with something a little less than 52,000 Twitter followers. Well, our subscription price, we match yours. It is free. It's so we welcome you please to visit us at provenandprobable.com. And uh, Mickey Folk, it's always an honor to have you on our show. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Maurice. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor. 